spaghetti. Right, local I'll, I'll take your word for it. We're recording, aren't we? Yes, we are. Oh, okay. Right around the Greta, <laughs> right around the Greta Van Fleet. Part. I thought we got it right before we were recording, and I was like, "Yeah, let's talk about Greta Van Fleet." No, These I people don't... need to know about <laughs> Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. What, and why the there's book. why she's as good as Zeppelin? Is that one person? It's, or... it's, a, it's, it's a bunch of dudes. Oh. I thought it was just one lady. I did too. <laughs> like like a housekeeper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Greta. <laughs> Just, yeah. I just thought she was like an English teacher. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Very, like an old-timey English teacher. Greta Van, she's like, I'm Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> and welcome to Poetry yeah. 300. Yeah, I'm going to read the entire Zeppelin Four album. <laughs> she's got a sick cover of To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> <laughs> that would have made more sense had I started recording during the Kill Mockingbird. Right, right, right. right. So, apologies. On that's, that's on the on Patreon That's on Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, David Horning, guest today. Thanks for coming over on a Monday, a school night, no less. Yeah, we usually do this on Sundays, but uh, extreme circumstances. I'm going to be out of town, and I got the dates wrong when I was asking him when yeah. he wanted to come over. So yeah. I had to commit to the Monday. So my apologies to everybody. I'm okay, I like I like hanging out on Mondays. Having I some do. beers with my buddies on Mondays. Yeah. yeah. I was like, it's in my calendar. I can't change it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I already wrote it down. Well, you're fairly, because you were just actually talking about, because you're fairly busy, too. Like, you stay pretty active, especially, like, doing sets, because you were like, oh, yeah, the next three Sundays are no good. I'm like, fuck. That was the end of my pitch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll like, do one in October. That's fine. <laughs> my Sunday's a book, yeah. man. Yeah. It's the Lord's Day and I'm the Lord. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <for me>. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was cool. I, I was glad you were able to come because I was uh, I've listened to your podcast a lot. Uh, oh, especially cool. I've probably listened to maybe fifteen total episodes and I was kinda like revisiting some of the older ones versus the newer ones. You can't laugh at that. <laughs> That is what it's called. I just I don't say it like that in my head. It's just a very simple you can't laugh at that. But it's uh you can't laugh at that. It's uh you and another one of your comic friends, right? Yeah, Steve Merz. Steve Merz. I always forget his name. Steve Merz is a great guy. But he's not here, so yeah. And you have rotated because I know you've had a lot of because right now you basically you're doing guests a lot. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We're we're pretty much only doing guests. Um unless like if something comes up, so for example, the the Kill Tony incident where he was using the racial slurs on stage, we did a bonus episode where we kind of like talked out talk that one out together. We're not gonna bring in a a guest for that because it was like, Oh, this just happened, we need to get this episode out. Well you can do it quickly too, that way it's a lot more current with what's going on. Right. That's very needed to dice like that needs to be dissected because a lot of people are very good fans of Tony. And a lot of people that aren't, like, you're just like, okay. I, I didn't hear the episode, but, I mean, that was that's a real gray area because he said, so, like, he's a great joke. Before that joke, if you were a fan of him, he's a great joke writer. He's such a good dark comic. Yeah. And then just to, like, not have a funny joke, just to purely live off that one edgy thing and just riff on it. But people still laughed. So I mean, like, was it, that, was it that uncomfortable laugh, or what? did you see? Did you see the clip? I did. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so it was one where we were just like, oh, let's just do a quick little ten minute sure. uh, episode, and then we ended up talking for like forty five minutes because <laughs> because I mean, you could sit here and you can dissect comedy and all of its different facets for days. I mean, yeah. you know, you get into it, which I mean, you do a lot. Too. Yes. And, and for someone like me, that's why I. I I really enjoy listening to your podcast because oh, thanks, for a lot for people like me who aren't comics, you know, it, it's a lot simpler. It's uh, go up there, 
tell a joke you think is funny. If everyone laughs, great. If not, don't do it anymore. Like yeah. the, it, it, it gets to its simplest form when you're on the other side of the mic and you're in the crowd. Um, not knowing kind of, I've learned more about what goes into it just from like obviously watching Brian and watching some of you guys and, and hearing him talk about it, having other comics talk about it. But you've even explored different things that I would never have thought about. Not not even inside of just like like some more basic things. I think most people understand like committing to a joke, mm-hmm. because if you even kind of half-ass the way you're delivering it, it's not going to be sold to us that are actually watching. But then there were you mentioned one. I want to say it was with. Joe Graham, like one of your earlier ones. Okay. And it was about putting the onus on the crowd for the joke. I'm not sure if I'm wording that correctly. Is that what it was or is that a thing where, where you're almost relying on them to understand it? I, I don't – I'm trying to – under. I, I can't remember exactly how it was, but when I heard it, it st- – well, obviously it didn't stick with me that well because I don't fucking remember what he said. But it was <laughs> something to that effect, and that's when I really kept listening because – you're not just you in your podcast. You're not just exploring jokes and you know can you laugh at them? Can you not laugh at them? And then like some of the more edgy ones, like I think the Joe Graham one was suicide. Yeah, and and kind of like that as a topic. But then you really dig into different parts of it too, which is more you know different facets of comedy way outside the 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 scope of people like me. Mm-hmm. This is the longest, best question I've ever heard. <laughs> you know what? And we did one yesterday where Brian asked the question, and the guest was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the tides have turned. It was so long, they forgot the question. They're Are like, you reading me, me to kill a mockingbird? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Uh... <laughs> it was funnier uh, when they did it when it was to Brian, because then I got to laugh at him. Yeah. And now I understand how that happens. Yeah, yeah. it happens. I do that all the time, too. I'll talk myself into circles and be like, oh, I have this great question, and then I'll start talking, and then my words will get ahead of my yeah, brain. And talk it's like, for like what three, four yeah. minutes, and finally, yeah. like, what I'm trying to say is, yeah. can I have a ride to the store? Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Exactly. Do you have room in your car? Like, like, you, I'll give you a ride yeah. if you shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, why did you ask me what make and model my car is yeah. and like, where I found it? It's I so important deals. nowadays, yeah. though, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. with the economy. Yeah. Point of the thing is, I don't have my license. <laughs> That's why. It is revoked. Yeah. I am not optimistic I will get it back. I guess I got arrested and I talked to the officer too much about it. <laughs> Asked him how I went it? over to his house. I guess that's intimidating yeah. an officer. I don't know if that's Him and his wife had a cheese tray. Yeah. I called the number, no one answered, so I thought I should check you out. So yeah. the point of, I think, Joe's question <laughs> is that, eight, yeah. Eight or nine minutes ago, I asked yeah, the question. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that's a wrap. It, it's just like dissecting. It's pretty much like, I mean, I like we both know with, like, the the good thing about a good joke, the difference between a good joke and a bad joke is if the audience understands it. Right. It's if, all about the connection. Yeah. Uh, and that's really all comedy is, if you boil it down... To me, it's making connections between competing thoughts in your head yeah. or uh, making connections between similar thoughts in new ways mm-hmm. and then making that connection with the audience. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't make that connection with the audience, it's, it's kind of like a dance. You know, you have to, you have mm-hmm. to feel the rhythm. You have to, like, you, you know, uh, Push do they like song. to dance to this yeah, song? Really, really, or, you yeah. know, is there a better song they, could, mm-hmm. they, they like to dance to? Yeah. Um, and, and it's really exploring that because really the, the reason the podcast even exists is, number one, if you get offended by a joke, know that first of all you're taking away so much from yourself like you're you're making yourself angry yeah um when you can really explore the nuance of it and you can move past it quicker if you can you know if if you just be okay with it yeah um 
so you're doing yourself a disservice. So I want to I want to share that it's okay to laugh at things. Like even especially you know when, right when you're in the moment, knowing that you can laugh at it, not necessarily knowing what's funny. Um, that's number one. And uh, number two is I want comedians to listen to it and be better. Like I want yeah. I love good comedy. And, you know, when I see a comic go up on stage and do the same set the same way and not get laughs for, like, three years, it's like, dude, you're, you can't be having fun. Totally. Uh, we're not having fun. Yeah. No, that's so, hard to watch. I want you, yeah. like, I want you I to be better. it sucks to do. Yeah. <laughs> David's, oh my God. David's really good at, so, like, we do, we do a bunch of shows together. I remember we did a couple. We did the at Hatfields on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I went up with, like, I didn't have, I didn't really, like, I asked Brett, Brett Thomas, Right before I went up, I was like, hey, what are my jokes again? <laughs> and he was like, you can do this one. I was like, oh, okay. And I started, like, morphing them in. And by the end of it, like, I really, like, it was fun. It was the end of the night. People weren't really listening. So I got I got laughs. But then the best thing about it was at the end, David, he was like, oh, yeah, you could use this word instead of that word. David's, you're really good at, like, helping other people. Not even, like, giving them jokes, but just being like, hey, maybe think about it like this. Or here, maybe here's a tag. Try that one out. Yeah, and because David writes every, he's he's writing a fucking book every fucking day. Yeah, every day he has a fuck, yeah. and it's not even about only his jokes. He's hell, he's like writing other. He's like, oh yeah, you could have said booger instead of moco. <laughs> like to like to I'd like love Dylan's to hear that joke. Yeah, that's a that's a big. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to hear that entire. My favorite joke. joke. Yeah, but yeah, that's a bad joke for me. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, you know what I mean. Like you are really like you're you're comedy crazy. I I look at it from a couple different uh, points of view. Number one. Again, like I, I want comedians to be better. You know, I want, I want to enjoy a show while I'm at it because yeah. we see a lot of bad comedy. I've been there. I've done it. You know, yeah. I, and and I want to help people avoid those same pitfalls. But also, it's a good writing exercise. Totally. If you're in the audience, you just get off stage, or you're you're going on later, and you have your set list already prepared. Write tags for other people's jokes. Don't use them. But if you come up with a good one, like you can, you can, it. You can yeah. offer it to them. But also, you made a point too. I I. Don't like to tell people how to write their jokes. Yeah. Say, think of it from this point of view. Where could you go with it? Like, yeah. that's a fun, I always like to say, oh, that's a fun sandbox to play in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, because that, that gives the other person, like, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but uh, I, I am, like, giving you kind of the first steps in a different direction, seeing it from a different point of view. I love when people come to me with ideas, with yeah. tags and stuff. We, we, we've written a bunch of jokes. Like, yeah. like we've helped each other, like, like so the the one joke I was doing it was about uh, dating a single mother and she called herself a milf and she I was like no you're not a milf you're That's just you, you, yeah. you were just a very yeah, right? irresponsible teenager <laughs> which is funny yeah Joe laughed but he had a beer so he couldn't hear it <laughs> but you're a really irresponsible teen I heard but it's like some little <laughs> and David's like maybe just use teen and I was like yeah it's something little like that I'm like yeah maybe I could and I, I did it the next night and it worked I slowed it down I was like teen and I gave more, I gave more space for me to finish the joke, and more space for me to hear a reaction. Mm-hmm. And like subconsciously, the audience like laughed, and it was like a bad audience too, and they really <laughs> laughed at it. Well, it you... was a Ray DeVito show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've actually heard you say that on there too, and you and other comics too about not even just like when to, like the pauses and the kind of giving the crowd time to 
absorb what you've already said before delivering the last part too. It's just it's stuff like that 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 I, I think people in the crowd don't understand that telling a joke straight away like like if a joke is one sentence, telling it all the way through versus maybe pausing three fourths the way through to kind of let that part set in and then finishing it adds a little bit more to the punchline itself. It's so stupid. Yeah. It's like little things like that. that but it, it makes it's a just, difference. It does. It you know, it really. Difference. I mean, it, but that's again why you, I. Enjoyed listening, especially because you have a wide variety of guests on there too that bring a different perspective. Very good comics, yeah, very. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, said, I, I want to, and maybe that's, it's a little selfish on my part, but I want to learn from them too. Yeah, I'm a sponge. No. I mean, uh, yeah. these people have been doing it way longer than me. They're doing it on way bigger stages than I am. Yeah. So why not? Why not reach out? You know, the only the worst oh, thing yeah. that's going to happen is they're not going to be a guest on my podcast. They already aren't. Yeah. So, you yeah. know? <laughs> no, no, you're right. That's super selfish. The, uh, <laughs> super selfish. But I know, but, but it helps me uh, get better, too. No, I, you know? I yeah. know it's what you like, mean. It's learning for everybody. Yeah. 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 Is that kind of why you started it? Because you wanted to kind of like, because you're not necessarily, I thought when I first started listening, you were dissecting like one joke, mm-hmm. which you definitely, you play clips of jokes and then kind of discuss them a little bit mm-hmm. and not even like super in depth. You just kind of like throw your opinions around. You're not really, you're not criticizing. You're not saying, I don't think you've ever said, at least not that I've heard, they they shouldn't have done that or they shouldn't have said that. It's never yeah. no. it's never been anything like that. It's more just like the the, the reaction, possible audience reaction, uh, and maybe why they reacted that way, which is why it's interesting. It's 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 a dissection of jokes, and then you talk about like the genres, like suicide. I think uh, uh, Maddie Smith was role playing, yeah, uh, which was really funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was talking about. I think there's like a premise of like role playing. Like in role playing comedy, you have to really commit to it, or it's yeah. not going to work. Right? You're literally you're literally telling a joke about how it's you're hilarious. acting like a kid. Like you can sit there and describe it, but imagine actually doing that when you're in the bedroom. Oh, I know. <laughs> and now I'm taking off your panties. And it's like number one, don't use the word panties. It's yeah. <laughs> we talked about this last we night. We talked about it on my porch. My wife was like, "I've never really liked that." Well, I, I, I asked. It's, uh, it's I asked, a dirty word. I asked his wife, Chris. I was like, "Do you have like a word like moist?" Because I know a lot of women you say moist, yeah. like ew. And she's like, "I hate it when men say panties." <laughs> and then I started using moist and panties and cunt all in the same sentence. <laughs> no, yeah. right. And she was like, "Yeah, panties is the worst one." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she's fine with the rest of them. Yeah, <laughs> the rest she's like, "Whatever it is, what it is." You probably had your reason, but panties don't say. Yeah, <laughs> don't say panties. Right, right. I would write. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm taking off your. <laughs> I'm taking off your skivs. <laughs> I think that's why she's like, because she's like, no one can really say it. Where I'm not going to be like. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter the accent, the person. You're just like, I wish you you kind of ruined the the moment's gone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll finish, but yeah. hey, baby, can I borrow your panties? <laughs> like, Not sure. Whatever word you replace it with is going to be okay in yeah. that context. But <laughs> that yeah. one in particular. You're unmentionable. <laughs> <laughs> your undergarments. <laughs> uh, I heard squirrel covers in a movie, which that really made me uncomfortable. Ooh. But it was from a serial killer, so I think it made sense. Yeah. Okay. Was it a good movie or a bad? Movie. It was quite bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> it was copycat. It was Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. that I said it. You, you, there will never be an episode of my podcast that's you can't laugh at panties. <laughs> because you you can't. You really you definitely can't. Unless they're that's like the whole episode. Unless we're they're like here. panties with like like uh like you know those t-shirts at Walmart that are like in space and it's like a panda head yeah. over like an astronaut body riding on a horse. If there was like that on the panties, I'd be like, okay, I might buy these panties for a friend. <laughs> that friend that wears that shirt. So you're matches. really hammering home 
home the amount of times you're using the word panties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> panties is such a funny word. You can laugh at it. It's 2021. Let's learn how to laugh at pantalones. Stop okay? calling it the P word. Yeah. <laughs> the U word. Undergarments. <laughs> Undergarments. Yeah. That sounds like, like a villain. Yeah, I like... feel like that's Captain Jack Sparrow. Like, his way to not, like, almost rape Kira Knightley in the in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. He's like, yo, you undergarments. <laughs> Just slaps them. <laughs> I guess undergarments might work. It's definitely better than panties. Panties yeah. is like, I just, I don't, I don't like it. You can't say undergarments in the bedroom. You also can't say panties either. <laughs> I like your panties. I feel like you should call, we should call shorts panties. Yeah. <laughs> like, just smaller pants. I got very big panties on. <laughs> We're in cargo panties. <laughs> Even if you need to store anything mm. in my cargo yeah. panties. Hey, yeah, we're going to Cedar Point. Yeah, I could put some stuff in my cargo panties. <laughs> I'm going on, a, on the big ride. I'm going to probably buy just a pair of cargo pants just so I can bring that up and see if anyone catches it. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I'll just put in my cargo panties. Like, thanks. What'd you say? <laughs> yeah, cargo panties. What the fuck did you say? Uh, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> First of all, thanks for holding a second. What did you say? <laughs> Are we not friends anymore? <laughs> what just happened? Do you want right me there? to store this in your in my cargo panties or not? Yeah. <laughs> you want to carry that shit all the way? Fine. Carry your own charger, you asshole. This, this is my favorite thing about uh, my about David is is uh, I think I do it too, but I think you do it way better than me. Is just Same. fun. Probably. I do like, too. Fun, <laughs> I don't even know what you're gonna say. Fun <laughs> times of like just just being positive and figuring little things out to make it entertaining. Like because you were a motivational speaker, and I, I know we talked about it like before, but yeah, like being because you started off as a motivational speaker. I started off in sketch comedy. You start sketch comedy, yeah, sketch then you start motivational speaking, yep. and then you start doing stand up. Yep. And like motivational speak again, motivational speaking and comedy, I feel like go hand in hand because I think the main part is you're getting people's attention. Yeah, I've had some brutal experiences uh, doing that. Too. You had some motivational bombs. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, some of the worst ones. There's no open mic that can ever, ever, like, unhinge me, like, bombing when giving a, a speech. When no one's motivated. Uh, <laughs> not only are they not motivated, they're angry they wasted their time. Like, <laughs> like I paid 1995 for this. <laughs> yeah. What did you, so, because when I hear motivational speaking, I hear that you're, like, in, like, a, I feel like you're in a hotel in conference room B talking to 30 people that bought your package. So, is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, essentially, essentially. Oh, kick ass. Yeah. Can we um, still buy your package somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> I have an OnlyFans. Uh, that's yeah. where I do most of my stuff. Yeah. His package is actually in his panties. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. No, I um, yeah, I've it, I, I don't like to. So I've kind of transitioned. I started. I was like, I'm gonna, mo I'm a motivational speaker. I'm gonna motivate people to be happy. Yeah. And that's so broad. So, <laughs> it, so it's just like you know, stand up. You you start with this wide spectrum of things. Most stand-up comics have a joke about, like, the same thing when they start. And then mm -hmm. the more they do it, the more they figure themselves out, the more they figure out what's funny to them. And uh, same thing went with, with speaking. It's, you know, I started with this big, broad thing yeah. uh, because I got super into, like, positive psychology and, like, why don't we study the people who are actually happy versus, like, trying to get people to average. Yeah. That was re a really interesting concept for me. And, uh, and, and it, it is an interesting concept. It really is. It's like, what what are the happy people doing differently? Is there something there? 
And I suppose you're unhappy. Here, take six of these three times a day. Yeah, hopefully yeah. it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's that just gets you back up to the baseline. But sure. there's there's a, a full science around it. It's called positive psychology, and it's not like oh, being an optimist all the time. It, it's it's realizing that the world is shit, but knowing that you can do something about how you respond to it, mm-hmm. and like and yeah. like leave it like realizing there are things that you can't control, and you know you can only control like how you how you think about it, uh, how you act, and uh, what you say. Yeah. That's a, a a very interesting way and accurate way, I think, to say something like that. Because especially in terms of anyone that's, if you want to call them depressed or just having a really, really hard time, most people's advice, and it's not it's not a, a malicious way of saying it, they just don't know any better. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're talking to somebody that has or, or frequently kind of circles back to depression, a lot of people are like, man, just do stuff that makes you happy. <laughs> and that person that's depressed, like currently the thing that makes me happy is sucking on the fucking tailpipe of a car. <laughs> like I'm not, I can't just do that. It's right. not a, it's like, holy shit, why didn't I think about it? I'm just gonna go to the zoo. Everything's gonna be fine. Yeah. Like that's, it's, it's a very... <laughs> You know, and again, that's not a malicious thing that people are doing. They want to help so bad, and probably even too bad, where they just start giving off mm-hmm. this the dumbest effing advice, especially to somebody who's having like kind of like a, which is a chemical imbalance. Yeah, right. It's, it's just they're not getting they're not getting enough of the uh, uh, serotonin yeah. to their yeah. to their their None bodies. Of that shit. It's yeah. just not happening. Right. You can't just go to build a bear and all that shit gets fixed. Right. You right. know, like it's 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 much more complicated than that. But then, yeah, I, I, there probably is much more credence into you fucking serious every episode. <laughs> the plumpy dog always like every, cops and uses. It's in every recording. It's in every recording. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you know, you try to ignore it. It'd be different. <laughs> yeah, you're just sitting there telling us where you're like, and then maybe, fuck, get down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. What do you? It's not just that yeah. bad. You take so long to get down the stairs. <laughs> Pause for editing. <laughs> <laughs> the only episode that didn't happen was when we were at uh, in in Jeremy Demery's studio, the uh, Golden Ox. Yeah, yeah. And I was actually very like I was. It was you know like uh, what's that effect it. when uh, you give someone a candy bar every day and it's like yeah thank you and the one day you don't give them a candy bar oh, like the Pavlo- Pavlovian. Uh... Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's that effect. Every I time was, you hear a sound like yeah. when, a, when a rat hears a, hears a bell, it goes to get the cheese. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, where's the fat dog? This day's off. Yeah, <laughs> something's yeah. going on. Sorry, buddy, but it literally happens every time. Yeah. <laughs> And I tr- I've tried just starting him down here, and then he just like, depending out. on the, and then it's really yeah. bad for the guest because he just gets up in the middle of the guest telling a story. He's like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. yeah. And then he starts going up the stairs, which takes even longer. Yeah. That's the worst kind of walk out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're bombing. The dog's just like, I don't even want to hear this. Yeah. Or somebody stands up and like stupid. just kind of shakes off and they're like, this isn't for me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. And it's the worst when you're on stage doing a motivational presentation trying to make people happy. <laughs> and a human does that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Dude, so it's, bad. Uh, so, so I will bomb on stage, and I am fine with it. I will knock this mic out of <laughs> alignment and no, be good. fine with it. You're good. Um, and that's you, you, as a stand-up comic, like you learned that you know people are, people mean well when they when they say hey like be happy or you know go to the zoo. Which if, if I ever see you at the zoo, I'll be like oh having a bad day, Joe. Um, yeah, yeah. It's not, and this isn't working. Yeah. yeah, the polar bear will not come outside. Yeah, right. That'll and now the... all I can think of is global warming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this giraffe is so unhappy. Yeah. I always hate it when I go to the zoo and like yeah, the lion's not out today. I'm like oh man, that t- that that king must be sick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I want to see him. Maybe I can make him feel better with a smile. Yeah. All you gotta do is be like we move it. 
a wee moment, we're wet, and then okay. just they come out. Anyway. And then they just <laughs> mosey outside like, yeah. that's all you had to do. <laughs> yeah. Was... Anyway, mot- going back to it, motivational speaking, <laughs> I feel like is, the, the whole premise, again, of motivational speaking, you said, is you're making people you're making people listen to what you're saying, accept what they're saying, accept what you're saying, and then leave happy. Yeah. That's comedy. Yeah. You're, you're selling a feeling. Um, I, I, that's anything, though. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're in sales, like, you want to make sure that you're, a prospect is leaving the call or the, or the meeting feeling better than they were when they got there, like feeling a sense of confidence or feeling a sense of, you know, whatever. Totally. But comedy is like all of those emotions into one yeah. I mean I remember going to stand up shows like I used to work at Caroline's when I lived in New York yeah. and I would see a really good show and be like I could get on stage right now and crush this crowd mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, 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 so you know comedy it, it offers like such a complex set of feelings because it's all of those chemicals just getting launched out of your brain into your body and and, and so like that's kind of I got real nerdy about that, and then that's kind of the direction that my presentations took. And then I started doing stand-up, and I realized that, oh, you can't just tell people to go, like, be motivated or be happy or, like, you know, find yeah. their motivation or whatever. You can't uh, tell you, people to You have to, to laugh. connect with the audience. Yeah, you, you can't, can't just say laugh. It, exactly. I just told a joke. Same laugh. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. And, and uh, that was a wake-up call. And then just over the last couple of years, I, I've, uh, I've twisted the program in, like, using humor as a skill that anybody anybody can use, you know, in any 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 day anything in yeah, life. Yeah, just just knowing that you have the ability to, to to take a step back and laugh when you're ready, and that's the key right there. Yeah, is is not saying laugh now. It's like just know that when you're ready, you can laugh. Yeah, which means if I can laugh, I can do something. Yeah, and if I can do something, then that means this problem is temporary. Mm-hmm. And so when I choose, like when I'm ready, I can do something about it. And so it's just like I like that. Yeah. Because yeah. I have gotten out of shit in life. I've learned stuff from comedy that has helped me in everyday life. So many things. I got out of a fucking uh, a ticket because I made the cop fucking laugh. He's like, what are you, a comedian? I was like, I'm really trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know. Add me on Facebook. I'm friends with him on Facebook. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I do need to get that light in the back. <laughs> yeah. That tail light. I do need to get it fixed. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, that shit, like... You learn a lot. I mean, I think it's more of like a passion thing. Like, if you're passionate about something, it's going to affect you better in everyday life. And, and worse in some ways, but well, I, I don't like I, to do that. I think like that's that. true for it. Like, if, if you find something that you really, really like, like, say, and this may be a dumb example, but, like, say somebody that, like, gets really into fitness. All of a sudden, they're, cha- they're not just going to the gym. They're cha- changing different aspects of their life so it doesn't affect the thing that they really, really like. Yeah. So, the, you know, and... Like if they they're like ah oh, I don't really want to drink as much or go out or eat something bad because then I feel bad I don't want to do the other thing that I really really like mm-hmm. it can be the same thing for comedy because mm-hmm. you as much fun as it is I know you do still have to kind of treat it like a job because it is something that you want to do make money at make a living at and keep doing and keep you know getting work by being you know reliable and funny and and one of those guys that's gonna yeah. put you know asses in seats so you'll probably have to. And, and at some point, change different aspects of your life. Like, you know, you, you if you're a heavy writer, sometimes you're just like, you got to sacrifice some stuff. You're like, nah, I got to jot some shit down. You know, yeah. I got to I gotta work this out. I got, you know, six minutes. I need ten, and this other four is still not where I think it should be and shit like that. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm constantly tweaking things. Like, even, yeah. oh, yeah. even jokes that, that have worked, I'm still like, ah, the laugh here isn't exactly where I want it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's kind of the message that I deliver in my presentations now is yeah. that, like, 
everything can be tweaked. Like nothing is done. Nothing is ever done. I look Nothing's at my jokes. Nothing's ever 100%. It's, right, right. Even if, you, even if you put a joke on an album, and this is why I love Nate Bargatze. He's one of my favorite comics. He's so funny. He's so funny. And uh, what he did, he had a really good story about, um, like, the miscommunication at Starbucks. And so he wanted, like, a coffee with milk uh, on ice. Or I forget how he worded it. I'm, I'm going to butcher it, uh, but that's not the point. The we, point we is that he, that he had the, the joke on a, on a Netflix special. And then his next special, he had a follow-up to that joke with a new experience that he had yeah. with it. So rather than saying, oh, I already finished that joke, he he presented it in a way where it was like, watch my last special if you want to get the context for this. Basically, mm-hmm. here's like uh, previously on. Yeah. And then and then, uh, and then then he delivered the new stuff. Jim Jeffries did the same thing. Because he got really big on the on the gun control joke. That's one of the best bits it's in the last such a good, 10 It's years. such a good bit. It got him a Comedy, a Comedy Central show. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next special... He like it, I, I like it. The joke is so the first joke is so good because of the next special. The second joke he has off that you already remember the whole fucking joke. Mm-hmm. And I've only seen that special once, maybe twice. And then he talked about it, and I was like, "Oh, I remember this whole joke. It was hilarious." And then it, it's like a brand new joke, but it's not. It's brand new. He just had new experiences, and he added on to it, which is very hard to do. Yeah. And yeah, no, that's that's a really. That that's the ultimate callback. Right. <laughs> have you ever have you ever had a tw- have you ever purposely tweaked a joke or, or a, a bit that works, that's always worked and has always really done well based on the crowd that you've seen before going up? If that makes sense. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't always work. Because yeah. um you you t- said that you listened to the Maddie Smith episode. Yeah. And she made the point that kind of making that judgment in advance can sometimes hurt you. Yes. Based on on the crowd. I remember I did a there were there were two instances where I probably gave two of the best presentations I've ever given, uh, but my preconceived notion. The first crowd it was all Latinos, in in Queens. Represent and uh, <laughs> shut up, Brad. <laughs> shout Represent. Out a, shout out, Abuelo. Continue. Shout Represent out. my Latin ex homies. <laughs> shout out to my people that no one believes I'm a part of. Yeah, what's you got to wear a bandana tied in the I front. Did, I know I did. Someone's like, you're not. I did one time. That. Someone's like, you're not Tupac. I was like, yeah, I know I'm Brian. <laughs> and then with that, you untied it and put it in your pocket. Exactly, yeah. and I walked yeah. away scared. Like, there, there he is. But, but I went in and I was like, oh, I'm going to like, and, and I tweaked a couple of things and it worked okay. But the rest of my presentation, like they, they were engaged the whole time because yeah. I feel like my perspective was one that they hadn't gotten before. That and then it was a, uh, an HR group out of uh, DC. It, it was all black women. And I was like, oh, I've never performed for like just an all black crowd. Yeah. And this isn't like an all black comedy crowd. This is an all black like HR group. So I'm like, yeah. Like I don't want to, I don't want to come across as inauthentic. So I was like, "What up, my people?" No, oh. I didn't do that. No. <laughs> like, what up? <laughs> what up, my darker Latinos? <laughs> my fellow Latin ex? No, no, no. Sorry, I'm late. I just saw the new Tyler Perry. Yeah. <laughs> that Medea really is something. Uh, you know what I'm talking really, about? Yeah. Single someone. Yeah. Out. They yeah. really loved that. Yeah. No, but but They're it was. Like, it was. He gets us. Yeah. It was a really engaging. Pre- like they were asking questions during the presentation, and then it just started a conversation where like. 
my presentation ended and we just had like a back and forth exchange and it was like yeah. it was super cool um I'm, I'm still i'm still on linkedin with some of them so <laughs> <laughs> so hey that that's a cool feeling though like if yeah. it, anyone after whether it's you know someone telling you that they really liked your set or after someone like that someone coming up and not even necessarily coming up and saying hey i really enjoyed that but they came up to continue the conversation that you were right. kind of having yeah, right. that's a that's a good feeling because that a lot of the things, like when I've ever had to give like speeches or presentations, and I'm with somebody that maybe is not as comfortable, I do say some of the same stuff a lot of times. So like, hey, yeah, there's like 40 people here. I can tell you right now, 20 are not listening, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah. 10 are kind of listening, and 10 are listening. Yeah. You know? So think of it that way. Now you're only talking to 10 people. Mm-hmm. It's really in the atmosphere as I was giving that advice that was never accurate because they were like work related and everybody was listening. Mm-hmm. But it made them feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it's. That is a very, and that's why like you're you're speaking to comedy, it's a nice segue because that is not a skill, you can practice it. You can some people just don't have that, Mm-mm. and not even just right. I'm not even talking about just comedy, just public speaking. Mm-hmm. That is a, a legit fear and a deficiency that some people just don't develop, and literally when they get into their professional lives, purposely try to steer away from because they know <laughs> it's not their strong suit. I right? think everyone can public speak. It's just. Can everyone experience how much they can to end up being a good public, like not well, a good public speaker, but to talk to a, a mass amount of people in well, any it all, kind of it way? It also depends. Because so you what, can, but you just got to deal with all the bullshit that comes with being good at it. Well, yeah, I and guess that's what, when I'm hard. referring to public speaking, I'm referring to more things that like what what uh, what you oh, do. Oh, okay. But like, because like I can put an IT person in front of IT people, and they can just be like, oh yeah, this new update's coming out. It does this, 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 and this. It doesn't matter. That's a good speech. He's just giving facts that he knows. Yeah. But when you're talking about like a motivational speaking or you know telling jokes. That's where the engagement part comes in. That's where that is not something I don't think you can teach people. Oh, oh yeah, I'm that's not a personality that. trait. I mean, I can, you can throw anyone on stage and say you got to talk about something, and technically they're public yeah. speaking. Yeah. But to actually like have a, a an impact, no matter how, how small or big, but people coming up to you afterwards and kind of continuing the conversation, connecting to maybe talk about something further, that's a skill set. That that's actually a personality trait. I don't think that's something that you can you can maybe teach people to do it better a little bit mm-hmm. but i think to be really really good at that or, or someone that's comfortable doing that you're either born with that or you're not well I also just, how many weddings have you been to to where someone gave the worst horrible. best man speech oh and they God. dealt with it <laughs> and then afterwards you talk to them like yeah i'm never doing that again but it's like they they could do it again i'm not saying public speaking or comedy i'm just saying talking in any capacity talking to a big group of people well, anyone that- can do it but you just like it's just on if you do it for the first time like if you just you're like i'm never doing that again i know a lot of best bands that know yeah fuck that i couldn't get a joke in i was like well your joke was about yeah. your buddy's ex-girlfriend right right that also in that i think i think adds more to i don't think everyone can do it because in a situation like that if you're not funny that's not the time to try to be funny oh yeah you know your personality right. should come out who you are should come out and things like that yeah if you're gonna start trying to make jokes you better kind of be known as someone that can say some funny shit yeah right i don't think that's the time to adopt a new persona <laughs> at, your, <laughs> at your father's second wedding yeah <laughs> you know because I've, I've seen some horrible oh man best man we all made, have but i've it's... also seen other ones that were so short i've seen like 20 second ones and when you talk to them afterwards like i fucking suck at speaking there's no way i was gonna do that for three or four minutes yeah. they'll go up there and say look i don't want to keep this short so and so you're the best i'm so happy so honored 
congratulations. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, that was fucking great. Also, yeah. everyone wanted to go to the bar. Right. But you know, but I've, I've seen s- I've seen eight, nine minute ones where I'm just in the back like yeah. <laughs> Why is this still happening? Yeah. I've seen man. some really good ones though, where I'm like, "Whoa, dude, you should do stand up." <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. It's so funny to watch them go long too. Is it's like, it's we see that at open mics. Like a comic uh-huh. will not get any an open micer will not get any laughs yeah. for the first five minutes, uh-huh. and they they want to end. They want to get that laugh, and they just <laughs> keep, keep going. fucking going <laughs> and going. It's so funny. And going, and it's like, listen, we we don't really care about the mutilation of like whatever murder victim. <laughs> I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> we get it's it. Not, there's no humor crime. there. But no, you're, to, to speak to that point, you have to find something that you love about it. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. That's the you, you can, if you have a reason why uh, you want to get better at it, anybody can do it. You, yeah. you, sure, people are born with the skill of, of humor. People are born um, but but with the public speaking skills, but, and then like the desire to get on stage. And yeah. we're, we all have different personalities, yeah. absolutely. Um, but it's, it's a matter of like, why do you want to get better at it? Um, you know, and, and anybody can learn it. It just takes people, some people longer. And like, and I look at it in terms of basketball, like the Spurs aren't winning that championship without Robert Ory's defense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and he, he knows he's not great at threes. He knows he's not going to put up 25 a game, but he's going to shut down their top scorer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and that's what he loved about basketball. Like that's what you, you know, you have to find that, that lane that you're in. So mm-hmm. you can, you can, <clears throat> You can love, like, comedy and be awful at it, but still, like, oh, I pro- I'm great at producing shows, or I'm great at organizing sure. things, yeah. I'm great yeah, at, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and giving other people that platform. You might be so. really good at another aspect of that, exactly. that entertainment. Yeah. Like, maybe you're not great at, like, you know, maybe you're not great at, like, doing a podcast or having a podcast, but maybe you're great at producing one and getting one together and maybe even getting topics together for people to just throw out there and talk. Maybe you're really good at that part. Yeah. Which, yeah. Is, aw- which is an awesome skill. Yeah. You know, there's the... Uh, you know the, the the boy band effect. You maybe can write the song or you can sing it, but you can't do both. Right. Yeah. You know. So Howie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pretend I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah. I totally yeah. do. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on, you were around in the '90s. Yeah, yeah, the '80s too. <laughs> I, I want to bring up a random thing. You guys remember the pussy? Uh, the uh, not the Pussycat Dolls. Uh, what was uh, uh fuck Spice Girls? No, it was a movie in like 2000. Um, it was like Archie Comics. You know Archie Comics? Yeah. Uh, not the Pussycat fucking dolls movie. God, I just I literally just had the brain. Josie and the Pussycats? Josie and the Pussycats. Mm. Have you guys ever seen that fucking movie? It is watch it soon. It is hilarious. They make fun of boy bands. They dissect music. Like they actually are secretly brain controlling people with new music. Oh, that is not what I thought. They that movie get was about. no. Deep I thought it was like it. Spice World. I didn't. Yeah, know. <laughs> I was like, like that it's, looks fucking stupid. It gets yeah. really dark, and then because they're on TRL fighting fucking Carson Daly in like 2001. There was a uh, there was a TV show also about probably like 20 years ago, and it was like a boy band spoof, and it was like Chris Farley's brother was one of them. I think it was Kevin Farley was yeah. one of them, but it was you know it's like like indeed the boy bands they have like you know the sensitive one the bad boy they have all these like labels they had the same thing but they were all kind of bad. Oh, was it one, one was the uh, terminally MTV? ill one? Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. <laughs> together. Yeah, <laughs> one was the terminally ill one, yeah. <laughs> and then one was the big brother, and it was this fat four year old Farley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was real. It made me laugh because it was yeah. funny. I watched it just because of that. I d- man, that's a it's a throwback. Fun. Yeah, yeah. I haven't thought. Yeah. About 
about yeah. that show in years. I'm going to yeah. watch that show and then watch uh, Josie and the Pussycats, and I'm just going to be like, whoa, whoa music is crazy. I yeah. thought of that, that show recently because I rewatched uh, Burning Love on Hulu. And Burning Love is a spoof of uh, like Herpes. The Bachelor. Yeah, and it's then Natasha Leggero's in it. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's so it's basically everyone from like the state and uh, Reno nine one one and yeah. like all, it's all these people that you know, uh, and it's hilarious. It's just it's it's the way that that show is, but actually it's all the things when you're watching The Bachelor or The Bachelorette that you're thinking, and they just act it out yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> like everything the, is. Stupid. The state is so fucking good. The state's so underrated. Wet hot American, uh, hot wet American summer. Yeah. Wet hot American, so good. Yeah, yeah. very very funny. So good. Yeah. I'm just gonna like we're gonna have a separate podcast like after this. I'm gonna be like, guys, you remember that scene? Wet just Hot American watch Summer. Watch Wet Hot American when, Summer when they go to town and they all do heroin. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a 90 minute trip. Yeah, but it was only an hour. Like sometimes it's good to get away for an afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> we used to. I I remember like a, a few years because you used to do a show at Greenhouse that mm-hmm. we used to do. That was sketch oriented. Yeah, it was the, that, that that was that was one. Oh man, <laughs> I'm bringing oh, it back up. It was sketch oriented. The whole theme of the show was a sketch, but then there was stand up in the middle of the sketches. Yeah, and yeah. that was that was a really good experiment. It was. There, I always say, run the experiment and then figure out. Yeah, but there's some gold. There was obviously gold in there. Yeah, like there was so much gold, and I just remember you came up to me and you were just like. Yeah, uh, I just want you to be the the plant in the audience. <laughs> and I think, uh, I don't know if it was me or Steve. I remember one day I dressed up as Abraham Lincoln, and yep. every time I had no idea what I was doing, I was like, what am I doing? You're like, all right, today you're wearing a dress. And I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just walked into it. Um, yeah. The Abraham Lincoln one, that was the, uh, was that the July 3rd one, I think? Yeah. The, the 3rd of July, where we celebrated uh, British colonial rule over America. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I had the powdered wig. Yeah. And, <laughs> there was a whole storyline. The mm-hmm. uncelebrated uh, holiday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we so need to. Fun. We focus so much on the fourth. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. But what about? We wouldn't have been here without the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. <laughs> the Patriot was kind of slanted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, there are two sides to every story. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> We did my favorite thing that we did. We, well, what what I learned, I learned so many things from that. All right, yeah. first of all, the venue does make a big difference when you're doing a show. So the yeah. wedding one worked really well. Mm-hmm. He married Brett. I married Brett. It's not legal. Steve isn't a legal minister, so that was close. Um, yeah, I, don't know. I just show up at Brett and Cassie's place. Yeah. I feel like he would show up it's at time. your place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's daddy time. You haven't time. cooked dinner in weeks. Yeah. Where are you, baby? I'm fucking hungry. Um, so that one went really well. The uh, the July the third one went really well. We did a garden party themed one where we were just like being intentionally bougie. <laughs> like like all the music we played between comics was. Vitamin string quartet, like the <laughs> stage. Um, we did uh, what was the, the Brett and I did a metal show, and it was like one of the most sparsely attended ones because uh, I feel like it was supposed to rain or something. And then, yeah. and, and then you know, we had like an audience of I think 15 or 16, yeah. And uh, and so it was me just leaning into my naivety of metal music, and Brett was trying to teach me to like metal throughout the show. So it wasn't between every comic. We would have like a little bit. Um, but like every other comic, we, we'd come up and we had a different like premise that we were doing. Yeah. So one was, um, ooh, I can try to make my own metal band name. And, and <laughs> I came up with these like 
optimistic slash way too brutal at the same time like <laughs> band names like like hit hitler's like <laughs> hitler's sandwich <laughs> shit like that like it was right after that that giant boat fire happened in california so oh. so i just called it the california boat fire and, like, <laughs> and and it's just and Brett was like, "Okay, I, I I appreciate that, but that's you know, is that evergreen? Is that are people gonna remember that?" <laughs> and then there was one bit where we just called it, "Now that's metal," and uh, we we just had the audience tell us the most metal thing that they've done in the last week, and and we, first like I gave a couple examples like I ate beets and I shit red for a day. Now that's metal. <laughs> and then the, and then the because uh, the, we had a tech guy. He he just played this like riff. Um, uh, what was the band? Why well, can't I remember the band? Acacia name. Strain. Um, no, not the Acacia <laughs> Strain. But good guess. Um, I, I, it, I'll, it'll come. So to after me later. you say it, it just plays like a riff. Yeah, like yeah. in Bill and Ted, where they would yell, and then yell, we'd like headbang yeah. and like funny. and like yeah, it, like it when was they would so yell excellent in Bill and Ted, they do a quick yeah, riff yeah, and yeah. then get back to the movie. Yeah, and, and that's a great just, idea. Yeah. And then and so we and it just got to the point where we were just like saying totally innocuous things, like I opened a letter and then I threw it out without even reading it. <laughs> now that's metal. <laughs> Yeah. Especially if you're gonna go back seven days, you got to really pick and choose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, but that's like that's that was a really good show. It just wasn't at. I don't think it was at the right venue mm-hmm. because we were like that's a very experimental thing. Like with that idea, like you need people that know this comedy and they're open minded to laughing. That room was just bougie people. Yeah, it's East 4th Street. You know, Which is people fine. are coming from Indians games. People are like just wandering around downtown. Yeah, but the the best show like we there you did the the, the last show that you did because it was seasonal. It was also before the bar closed. Mm-hmm. We just there was a pure stand up show. And it was fucking incredible. It was packed. It was so packed. And it was, I remember, I think I did like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I did a, I, ah, God, this is fucking scarring. <laughs> he knows what I'm talking I about. I, I was, I was doing crowd work. I was doing crowd work and I asked a couple people like, oh, you guys from Cleveland? Like, no, Arizona. I'm like, oh, is Arizona that bad? You had to vacation in Cleveland. It's funny. And then I'm like, oh, what are you guys doing here? They're like the Cleveland Clinic. And I was like, oh, what are you doing for the Cle- oh. Cleveland Clinic here? <laughs> She's kept and she's like, she's like, she's like, she's like, cancer. And I just remember at pause, I look at everybody. I was like, I shouldn't have asked that. <laughs> and then what I start, kept but then I just start dissecting it. And then I, and then I'm like, oh, she said cancer. So I started telling her, I was like, oh, you're gonna be fine. Like, I was like, you're gonna be fine. No, don't worry about it. Everyone's laugh. It's very awkward. You, you, you were like, you were like, you look great. Yeah, I was like, you look great. It's awesome. And then I do this. I, I, I don't feel any guilt. It's funny. I, I, I fist bump the, the the husband and the wife. I get off, and I was like, "That was a pretty good set." I dug myself a grave, and I got out of it. That was a lot of fun. And then uh, Jer- Jeremy Demery, he goes, "I can't believe you got out of that." And I was like, "Yeah, it wasn't that bad." He goes, "Dude, the guy had cancer, not the woman." And I was like, "I was telling her she'll find a boyfriend and shit. <laughs> she'll, she'll still get laid." And I'm like, "I'm like, holy shit!" And that, that was like probably. One of my favorite experiences, because that's the a lot of comics dig like we all dig holes that we sometimes don't get out yeah. of. Yeah, 
that's the biggest hole I think I've ever dug that I <laughs> got out of it. Especially if you're just saying, that, like, look, I understand, like, physically, yeah, you look haggard, but yeah. it's, that's Ooh. temporary. She's like, I don't have cancer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I you look does. awful. And you're, and you're like, oh, you look amazing. I look yeah. at the guy afterwards. I'm like, oh, my God, he's pale and bald. <laughs> I feel like a dumbass. walking ass. around with, like, a fucking eye. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's so had cancer. You're like, which one? Yeah. <laughs> I felt so, because I thought she did, because she answered. I was, so I'm just playing with her. And people are, it was a... Like, I'm not lying when I said it was, like, really fun. Like, people were laughing. It was awkward. There's nothing else I could have done. Right. I dug into it. And, right. like, it's, it's, and then that show, that was the last night. And I was like, oh, fuck, I wish that show was happening next week. But, yeah. The... Yeah. Well, Joe Graham came up because Joe wasn't listening to the set. And he has that whole bit about his brother having cancer. <laughs> And it was getting like everybody was looking at that table. <laughs> <It was, laughs> he, did and he didn't know, <laughs> and he just thought he was bombing. You weren't here. We already heard part. this. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, That's why you always pay attention to the comic before yes. you. A hundred percent. I can't stress that enough. Because I did really well, and he had planned material, and yeah. it ate a dick. <laughs> yeah. Everyone people don't know he just showed up. Like people in the crowd are just like, this fucking asshole uh, yeah. is just gonna try to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we had a, uh, it was a, um, it was like a thread. There was like a rivalry where Amber wanted to take over the show. Yeah. Um, Brett was like, uh, we, we got married because we wanted to make it work. And because, you know, that's the solution. If things aren't working out between you and your partner, get married, get married. or have a kid or whatever, <laughs> you know? Anchor baby. This yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and so we did all these things and it was going to lead, it was going to lead up to that last show. That was always the plan all along. Yeah. But then we did one where... The the theme was uh, I got <laughs> we wanted to make money on the show and instead of like charging admission or whatever it was like let's let's come up with this fake company this multi level marketing company and let's <laughs> let's pitch the audience on joining our pyramid scheme and make it evident that it's a pyramid scheme <laughs> people thought it was an actual people pyramid thought it scheme was an actual... <laughs> well it went, all right. Setting up the scene, it was it was after a double header, like an Indian's double header that wasn't planned, obviously. That yeah. it was supposed to be just a day game and so it was like great. The Indians crowd is going to leave downtown, and then we'll get like people coming down to watch the show. Mm -hmm. But it was a double header, so the the roof was packed of people who had been drinking all day in the sun, like just enjoying fried chicken on the roof at the Greenhouse Tavern, <laughs> and uh, and and then we go up there with this whiteboard, <laughs> <laughs> and nobody knew their lines. I didn't know. Them. I was a plant, and I was like, "This is fucking awkward." Because yeah. I was like, "Wait, this is a pyramid scheme," and David's like, "It's not," and I was like. This looks like a pyramid scheme, and I'm just watching people yeah. leave. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, so it, the, when you join a multi-level marketing company, the first thing you learn how to tell people is like how to tell them it's not a pyramid scheme, which is like, this kind of tells me that it's a pyramid scheme. So I was yeah. like poking fun at that. As soon as you say... Before, let me stop you right there. This is not a pyramid yeah, scheme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, it's a fucking pyramid yeah, scheme. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, the, that's name because of the, the pyramid scheme attributes are about to come out of his yeah. mouth. <laughs> the name of the company was The Thrive Angle. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a chart. There was a chart that led like, to a triangle. To, here, here, here's you, <laughs> like, at the point, at the top. And then here's you yeah. and your friend. And But uh, instead of doing, like, the office version, it was, like, the 3D version of The Thrive Angle. Yeah, about it, was the just, the it was just a literal pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> Say for example, you and maybe you grab three friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is the script for?
for it. I ended up looking at the script like a month after that happened, and I remember laughing really hard because the script is really funny. <laughs> like, funny. Every, but it was just so intense. It, 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 there was a lot to it, and yeah. and and that's another thing that I learned: like trusting people who aren't actors to remember lines, yeah. and also like giving people the script ten minutes before the show starts. Probably not a good idea. This is something you got to rehearse at least once, fully through, just so you get a feel for how it yeah. goes. And uh, we walked. Everybody, <laughs> everyone, the entire audience before the first comic, ba- before the first comic, <laughs> and we had Chris Harvey, who is hilarious. Yeah, this dude funny. is I mean, he's in Atlanta doing his thing, he was at Barmacy last night, crushed it. Mm-hmm. Hilarious comic. So, so I'm like, even if this bombs, he's gonna go on stage and, and like make fun of it and bring the audience back. There wasn't an audience to bring back, <laughs> so he got up there, and there were like two people that, that stuck around that were probably just too wasted to like leave. Yeah. And he, Gets up there. Or we're really and, and, into what you were selling. Yeah, right. Yeah, looks like it's gonna us, make money. Tell us more. We're looking for something. Um, <laughs> so I can be a vice president for Friday. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. I get a, cr- a cruise to. Yeah. <laughs> tell me more about this Corvette. Yeah. No, it was a Kia Soul. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Kia's over- the new yeah. Honda. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Over- yeah. don't oversell it. <laughs> Kias are like. The new Camaros, man. <laughs> I tell you what. Um, and he just got up sta- on stage. He told one joke, and he was like, "You know what? Fuck this. I'm out. Like, I came up here to try new stuff. Fuck this. I'm out." And, and everybody, and, and like, out. we thought he was kidding for a second. I'm like, yeah. "Oh, he's gonna start like really." Re-. And he just put the mic back in the stand and walked Walk. off stage. And we were like, oh, "Abort everything else. We're not doing." I mean, first yeah. of all, there's no audience. Second yeah. of all, they're, they're, the two guys, their friends came back and got them, and they were like, "We need to go." <laughs> and then a day later, there's a review on Google for Greenhouse Tavern, and they were like, some so-called comedians tried to sell us on a pyramid scheme. <laughs> one star. It was so awkward, and it was like... <laughs> That's almost man. the greatest compliment you could have been paying. Yeah. That. That I'm not even mad. People actually thought it was a real pyramid yeah. You thought we were bad actors? It. You just said they're not people, like, non-actors, like, not reading scripts. I actually thought we improvised very well. <laughs> they people were leaving, not because it wasn't yeah. funny, but because they thought you would they were being scammed. Yeah. We did a I good job. We committed. We did a good but Yeah, commit to the bit. <laughs> yeah, and mm. that goes back to committing to the bit. Yeah, but that's how the, the room was really good because that was before the really good like closing show yeah. where <laughs> the cancer stuff. <laughs> the the that cancer was, show. We'll the can, yeah, the cancer show. Oh, is it a cancer benefit? Yeah. Eh. Yeah, sure. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. We're selling life insurance. <laughs> Have you thought about joining the Thrive Angle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's bad when you when you when you're trying to like when you're reminiscing with your buddies about wait, do you mean the cancer show or the pyramid scheme? <laughs> we also had a 9/11 show. Like, yeah, <laughs> we did have a 9/11, <laughs> the 9/11 tribute show. Which which one? No, it was a 9/11 show paying tribute to all the 9/11s that we forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda's birthday, September 11th. Yeah, so so we found like it's like a, a cop uh, died defusing a bomb in a New York subway station in the 70s, and like so we paid tribute to him because he doesn't give enough get enough credit. Yeah, and like we paid tribute to like battles from like the middle ages that happened on September 11th. Like, is like it that. just me or is September 11th monopolizing September 11th? <laughs> the, the rule, the rule, because uh, I had Brett and I, I forget if I had somebody else 
do it, but I was like, all right, write 9-11 jokes about other 9-11s, but the rule is you can't mention actual 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> like, the whole time. I don't think we mentioned it once. No. Like, no, that was, was the rule. It was never mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was like, we're paying tribute to other 9-11s, and it was great. It was a lot of fun. Was it, it was there, there was a bachelor party there. Was it on 9-11? Yes. It was on, yeah. It fell Fuck. on, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's going to be so weird. Like, we get up there, you're like, oh. at first, you know, obviously, before we get started. Yep. I, I think we want to make sure that we, you know, we remember... You know, everyone that fell on 9-11, if I remember correctly, let's see, it was France, 1860. Yeah, there yeah. were four deaths. <laughs> <laughs> France, 1860, a boat yeah. overturned. Yeah. No one knows the name of the boat. And everyone's yeah. like, what is wrong with this asshole? Yeah. <laughs> it's like firefighters and like military guys yeah. in the front. <laughs> Just pissing them off. Yeah. The flyer yeah. was like one candle yeah. with like people's names. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was fun because, you know, you can take those risks. There's no stakes. It's a free show. Yeah. You know, and uh, the mistake that we made is we wanted to have like a thread through. So we were doing callbacks and this whole audience was never at any of the other shows. We were like, man, we're going to get repeat viewers. Like we're going to uh -huh. get, and we had some, we had some that, that went to like half the shows throughout the year. Yeah. My ex-girlfriend's sister, like, showed up to so many shows. She's great, dude. Um, she, like, I, I mean, miss you, David. You're you're so funny. <laughs> yeah, she chose wrong. <laughs> I don't know but, what she's talking about. I think you're fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but see, that's also, like, so... Because your podcast, You Can't Laugh at This, is, is it's, a, it's a very broad podcast. What's it called? You can't laugh at that. Yeah, yeah. I said this. Get it right. Now people are like, we can't find it. Yeah. <laughs> no, this but, guy doesn't even have a podcast. Yeah. But the podcast is very broad to where it's like, um, you have a lot of very like very good uh, comedians from all over. It's not Cleveland-based at all. Yeah, we blew our load on no, Cleveland we, Comics pretty early. <laughs> yeah, I get that. No, yeah. but, Matt, but we had to establish ourselves. Maddie was yeah. the last one I listened to. She's, yeah. she's in New York, She's right? in New York. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Which is yeah. cool, too, because I, I, I feel like, again, just from watching a lot, I was in New York two weeks ago, and I saw two comedy shows. And it was, it was cool to see, obviously, because they were all really funny, but how fucking excited they were to actually get back on Dude, a real stage. Yeah. Because yeah. uh -huh. we went to the New York Comedy Club, which I don't know if you've ever been. It's a little bigger than this room, and yet sixty people get in it. Oh, I mean, yeah. it, you're right on top of it. It was a it was a a vaccination card only show. You had to prove, which I'm completely fine with. I think that's the right thing to do. But especially when you get in there, you're like, oh, now I really see why they did this because mm -hmm. it it's a really cool and a lot of like the sellers like that too. It ain't big. Mm -mm. It's a it's a small place, but they'll cram sixty people into. Like a forty mm. by thirty room. Those are the best. Uh, it, yeah. it, it is. Those are the They're best. They're so intimate because mm -hmm. you have no other choice but to laugh. Right. But are those are those like uh, I don't know if you guys have done comedy in, in like other cities. Well, I know you. Have, I think a little bit done yeah. in other cities. But you you hear like the New York comedy scene, LA comedy scene, Cleveland comedy scene. Does that vary in terms of style or or crowd or is it everything? Because I hear them, I hear people say about that the New York comedy scene. Is it all kind of the same, or is are there? I don't want to say are there different rules when you go to like places like that, or what have you have you experienced anything like that? Is it that? Is well, that even a thing? I mean, I think the rules. Do you want are me central. to ask the question for three more minutes? Yeah, please. Cool. <laughs> please. Back in the forties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine the dogs coming down the stairs. Ask the question that amount of time. <laughs> say, say I'm up here, and then I brought two friends, <laughs> and then they each brought three friends, and then we all get a Camaro. Yeah. <laughs> Which they say is the the Kia Soul of uh, muscle cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I can't speak to LA. I mean, I can't answer that question honestly. I can say that that 
comedy is kind of a universal language in that if you make a connection with the audience and uh, some I mean there there are various ways to do it um, you know you can you can have like safe material up front to get a, to get a gauge for where they are and then slowly ease your way into more uh, risky stuff yeah you can watch the other comics and kind of piggyback off of what they de- they've done um, I mean, there are any number of ways to do that. Yeah. You, you know, uh, that, that again, I'm going to reference the Maddie Smith episode. You know, you walk into a Brooklyn room and you see a bunch of people who are hipsters. If you go on stage and you're like, oh, you're woke, like, now they're going to be like, well, why are you, like, calling us out for that? Now they're going to think of all the ways that they're not woke and everything yeah. that you say from there on out is based off of it through that lens. Yeah. So it's... Uh, they're all donating you, to whatever... You know, minority fundraiser they're finding on their phone at that minute just to prove you wrong. Right, 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 exactly. <laughs> I, like, just, I just donated to the Brian Sternick Fund for Puerto Ricans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eight dollars. Umbrella right. needs new pillows. <laughs> I mean, and I remember, like, I mean, you know, there are different rooms. I mean, you, you get a temperature for, for what the room is. I was reading the room. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's, and when you make that preconceived judgment, especially if you say it out loud on stage, you're you're giving yourself a... An uphill battle to climb. Um, yeah. I, just be you, be authentic, um, and and raise or lower the temperature to the energy of the room. Yeah. Meet them where they are, and then take them where you want to go. Maybe and, and that's a, a, that's easier yeah. said than done, man. I fuck up oh, at that yeah, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all, I'm, not, I'm not out here being like I'm the best. Like no, I'm not. But any, anything, <laughs> anything, yeah. anything like that is easier to say or to watch and than to actually do anything. Yeah. I'll like if you're doing that. anything, if you're playing sports, you can be on the sidelines or just kind of watching. Like, oh, he missed that. But you can see the entire you stupid thing. idiot, you yeah. fucking moron. Yeah. You, you know what? So you're gonna you're gonna like this. So Saturday, Saturday, that the first room I did was like 10, 12 people at a bar, and the back the backdrop of the stage was a Papa Shot Cavaliers themed Papa Shot. Were people and playing on it? No, people oh. were playing. But I, oh, I was. It I, was I a said, decommissioned Papa. I said yeah, a joke. Yeah. I said a joke. We, we, we retired. It. There was a ceremony and everything. Oh. I made the joke. Though. I was like, imagine I'm bombing so hard. Someone's like, I'm gonna get the high score today. <laughs> but but there's a room of like ten people that don't give a fuck, and I'm opening. Yeah. It was like Ray DeVito was headlining and hosting. Yeah. So he does like a set to where he's kind of forced people to laugh and everyone's like, yeah, there's a guy who's being a dick. And he's just like, he's that drunk guy. He's got a shirt that says back for blue. I'm like, okay, this guy's got a lot of opinions, I can tell. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, ah, bad joke. So I go on. I'm immediately just like not doing anything I prepared. So I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm like, hey, man, I start calling a vodka gym because he was drinking vodka, I could assume. And he looked like a gym. And yeah. I was just having fun, and I had a great fucking set That's for nothing prepared. Nothing yeah. prepared. Had a great set. Then I raced over to Grindstone. Grindstone's a very big room, and it gets filled out a lot. But there's other times to where, like, there's like 20 people in the room, but it's so spaced out. You rather just have five people sitting up front. Mm-hmm. And and then I'm then I'm like, I went to go practice, you know, my jokes for the next room, you know, to build, build, build. Like the next day, I have mm-hmm. some sets. And then I'm doing actual jokes, and then I kind of, you don't give, you know, you've seen me. I give up on the jokes sometimes. Like, yeah, it's not worth it. You guys, just, I'm going to have it, like, let's have fun. Mm. Let's have fun. And that's awesome to have a, have, a, have a good set where no one's listening and to grab everyone's attention. But then if you do that too much, it is very hard to get used to, like, there's no chaos and just controlling a room. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I know you know that particular because you stick with your jokes a lot and i know you build on your jokes and i have a difficulty building on my jokes because sometimes i have those rooms where i'm like eh, the jokes don't matter right now i'm just gonna riff and it's gonna be fun and people are gonna be like whoa that guy was really funny didn't plan any of that that's actually so that kind of just 
I thought of another question, like, because that would be kind of throwing for me. I would think when you're start, and and you know what, answer both of the, the these questions. So starting out or even now, if you are maybe say getting used to playing in front of like you know 50, 60, 70 people, whatever, and then you're at a place and there's four people. Psychologically, does that fuck with you? I, I know because you're talking about like you know committing to the joke. You got to do the same set because you don't want people to be like if you walk up there like oh fuck, <laughs> let me get through this real mm-hmm. quick because I don't give a shit about the four or five of you. But yeah. I mean psychologically, does it does that fuck with you a little bit? You can't let it. It does. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. can't let it. I've learned that, and I have to relearn it every time. You know, because we base our life, we, we set these expectations up, and then when they're not fulfilled, of course you're going to resist that, and, sure. and that's human nature. You know, I'm not, like I said earlier, like, you know, telling, getting on stage and telling people to be happy, it's like, there's more to it than that, you know? Yeah. you you got to be okay with, with the, the audience that you have. Uh, you can't perform for the audience that you wish you had. You just have to deal with what you have in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, if you've got... You know, if you go to a restaurant and you want to color the the kids menu a certain way, but they only give you blue, red, and yellow, it's like, well, I only have three options here. You know what I mean? So you have to make the most of that shit. Yeah, right. (laughs) I don't want to finish my spaghetti. (laughs) I just want more breadsticks. Can you take the crust off of these breadsticks? Yeah. Um, I just want the dough. I really thought about what the breadstick looked like right there. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Is there crust? On? Yeah. <laughs> Have I been eating the crust like a commoner? <laughs> the whole outside is <laughs> drizzled in salty garlic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I because I've seen a Ben show in a microwavable bag. <laughs> <laughs> when you're here, your family, we care about yeah. you. All of garden. I serve all the food at home in yeah. microwavable yeah. bags. That's why featuring Frank Sinatra. Microwavable bags that we got from get go. Let's be a lady yeah. tonight. Like, um, it's just a family of non-Italians <laughs> eating Italian. Like they like, bring pass them out- it a meatball. Like, <laughs> they bring them out to you in a to-go bag. You're like, yeah. should I leave? Yeah. <laughs> no, eat Listen, it here. we got to turn and burn, man. Yeah. <laughs> we don't make it. We make $75 and we wait on 86 tables. It's stupid. Dave, didn't you have an Olive Garden joke about too much cheese on the salad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a joke about, it was a joke about um, if you order Al- Olive Garden uh, to-go do I still get the server to come to my house so they can crank the cheese <laughs> yeah. over my salad so I can have a feeling of control? It wasn't like yeah. a joke. It was just like I think he comes with a car if you yeah. pick it up. Well, no, <laughs> yeah. I, he, he does it right there. I, the it must have side. been you. Maybe it was some. Maybe I'm just mixing it up. But I swear there was a joke to where it's like they're like and stop and you just don't let them yeah. stop. No. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just keep putting eye cheese. contact. The whole I don't. Remember. It was it was a riff. It may have been. Uh, it may have been. Uh, I wanted to write a letter because this was. So I've done comedy on stage high one time. It was a. It was at an open mic, and I decided that what I wanted to do that day because there's no stakes. And to answer any question that just came out of the, our, our last exchange, you really <laughs> have to realize there's no stakes. Like, yeah. Literally, what you do on stage, unless you're intentionally brutal to the audience, doesn't matter. Just yeah. like you're just. It matters because it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a momentary situation, <laughs> and, and it's going to pass, and you're going to either learn from it, or you're never going to get better. Yeah. So, um, so I did, it was Duck Island. <laughs> I think Amanda was hosting. Oh, shit. Oh, Duck I Island. used to run yeah. Duck Island. This was a, I used to run the, sun, the Monday ones. Yeah. She ran the Thursday ones. Yeah. And it was no stakes. It was all friends there. Like, I mean, we're literally in the bar on like an elevated platform. There's a high top right in front of you that mm-hmm. seats eight. 
and then there's people sitting at the bar. And a heckling bartender. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you weren't funny, you got heckled by the bartender. Yeah. And I... <laughs> uh, and so for whatever reason, I, I hit I hit a pen a couple times. I got on stage, and I, like, forgot what I wanted to do. So I just imagined what, because Toys R Us had just closed. Like, Toys R Us had just gone bankrupt and <laughs> yeah. shut their doors. So I was like, if Toys R Us can close... And that means Olive Garden can close. And we got to rally together and preemptively save Olive Garden. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I got people, like, chanting. Like, you know, like, people are like, save the garden. Yeah, and, like, I wonder how many people, like, laughed. How many people were like, I've never fucking thought of it. <laughs> yeah. They can really close the OG. I was there yeah. for this. We started chanting breadsticks and shit. I mean, you know, the, these things that you don't think, you know, that, that, that are, like, and, and I, I love this. I mean, I do the, the, um, the Blockbuster and MapQuest jokes now. Yeah. But... You know, it's these things that were uh, a pillar of our lives at one point where it was like, oh, that'll never close. And then all of a sudden they go bankrupt 10 oh, years Oh, fuck later. yeah, no one yeah. thought like, Hollywood video or Rick Blockbuster. Yeah. Man, you go to Hollywood video or Blockbuster on like a Friday or a Saturday, it's fucking full. Yeah. Man. Like there's just nothing but families and couples and they're like, what are we going to yeah. get tonight? When I was yeah. a kid, Do you want my... something scary? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my dream. Oh, they're out. <laughs> I guess and then there was that porn section that everyone's too afraid to <laughs> yeah. go to. <laughs> Someone's gonna ask for my ID. Yeah. <laughs> I, when I was a kid, my dream job was to work at Blockbuster. Me too. Because I saw Blockbuster in a movie theater. Because mm-hmm, I saw Scream, and I was like, "Man, Jamie Kennedy's character in this movie gets it." <laughs> I'll tell you what. My my wife worked in a movie theater, and the way she tells it, if I could make forty grand in benefits, I just would have stayed at a movie theater. <laughs> because I mean, shit. she was just like, like you know, if movies came out. Roscoe, for fuck's sake, man. <laughs> Buddy, come lay down. You gotta right. play like an Irish jig, man. It's a river dance coming down yeah. the stairs. <laughs> the whole fucking troop. I just yeah. gotta hold a banjo and start playing every time he comes down the All stairs. Right. Humpty Dumpty doesn't crack. Your wife at the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> but he, um, uh, she was talking about like, cause like the stories she tells are great. She was always drunk, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, she'd be like, if a cool movie was coming out like you know Saturday, we would all just stay late like Friday night, like like they're drinking in the movie theater at like midnight, and someone would just play the movie for three people that worked there. Yeah. They're like, yeah. that's what, that was our lives. Yeah. And I'm like, man, if you could really like, like have a living in a movie theater, I think I would have stayed there. Obviously looking back, hindsight 2020, it wouldn't have worked out. <laughs> the movie theaters are going away. Right. But what a sweet job that would have been. Oh, also, yeah. didn't look terribly hard. Yeah. <laughs> College Popcorn, gig, butter or no butter? Whew, I gotta take a break. <laughs> no, the worst is when you ask for butter and then they fill the entire bag and then just put it on at the end. It's like, no, you have to do it at least two times. <laughs> we gotta do layers. You gotta yeah. do popcorn, butter. Popcorn. Popcorn butter. Popcorn, popcorn butter. Don't, I don't want to be really happy with the, 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 the top four inches of popcorn. <laughs> and then just be sad. Like, and then I'm just like, oh, wow, thanks movie. for the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also that person that was doing the butter on the popcorn has has never so paid rent. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> never had popcorn, like, yeah. the right way. I don't do the... I, I do, like, the the earth balance butter or whatever and it's yeah. so good i just yeah. melt that and just drizzle it over top when i make it dude. i get whatever fired, organic man. i'm a chef yeah organic bow, non-dairy bow, bow, yeah, bow. Yeah. stuff that we have in the soy fridge. free yeah yeah <laughs> no taste no yeah. no frills no yeah. reason to eat it just really <laughs> just really moist mm, my popcorn is soaked yes <laughs> yes in butter like I'll open up like, why is this fucking clear? I can see the bottom of the container. Yeah. Like this to, isn't butter. We're I like country clarified. I like butter. to get a bunch it's of clarified moist popcorn. Oh, we have that shit. She's like, it's the same thing. I'm like, it's if you think that you've never had country crock. Yeah. yeah. Which is delicious. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about, yeah. Because like where I lived in Akron, like the uh, 
there was a there was a Hollywood and a Blockbuster about a mile from each other. Yeah. yeah. So it was it's like Candyland if you want to get You got to get like a new movie comes out. Oh shit. You got to get there because there'd be, you know, like twelve diehard threes on the on the thing, mm-hmm. and the way that you knew if the movie was in is if the video was actually behind mm-hmm. yeah. the uh, the little preview box. <laughs> so disappointing when you get in there and Basic Instinct two didn't have any copies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, 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 cinematic classic. <laughs> Basic Instinct. Cinematic yeah. I was younger. Classic. I didn't know any better. I was yeah. like yeah. boobs. Yeah, I remember that was like one of the the, the first. <laughs> The first sexy scenes I realized as a kid, I was like, whoa, okay, you see a pussy. That's fucking, I remember I was like 10 when I first, like it was like WrestleMania, like 2021, and they did like Hollywood spoofs with all the wrestlers. They had like Mm -hmm. Pulp Fiction about like what's in the briefcase. Mm -hmm. They did a, 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 what you call it one, where you saw like the Sharon Stone. Yeah, they saw Sharon Stone's panties, and it was Stacey Keebler, and I was like, hell yeah. What's that movie about? And I remember I saw her pussy, and I was like, whoa, this is way better than wrestling. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what that movie was about, and I've seen it like four times. (laughs) I don't have a fucking clue what that movie was about. There's a lot of graphic stabbing. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of graphic sex. Isn't and, that Martin uh, Sheen? What's that? Is it Michael, Martin Michael Sheen? Douglas. Michael, Michael Douglas. Douglas. Martin Same. Sheen's literally 40 years older. Yeah. <laughs> it would actually would have been kind of a funnier movie. <laughs> yeah. Was I Who I was, was it? Abe Bogota. Who plays the detective? Abe Bogota. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> George <Is> that... Burns. <laughs> <laughs> Airplane. Did you know, uh, um, um, Oh, uh, never mind. Well, nah. William Shatner. William Shatner's 90. That's f- I did not... I remember he was like... I remember when I was young, he was like 75. He looks the same. <laughs> yeah, he never he looks the he's same. He's working very hard to not... Like this, he's just given up on below yeah, the neck. Sure. But he really wants to maintain that fucking pumpkin he calls ahead, man. 100%. He's uh, knacked over. Basic Instinct 3. Uh, that's the third instinct. Yeah. <laughs> just, just him and Nimoy yeah. having a love triangle. Actually, yeah. um, uh, William Shatner was actually an American Psycho 2. American Psycho 2 had nothing to do with American Psycho 1. The Psycho was Mila Kunis. What? I swear mm. to God. Mila I Kunis. Know this happened. Look it up. It's, it's actually a, re- it's a really good bad movie. Because you know it's like one of those good straight-to-DVD movies that you probably got at Blockbuster <laughs> in 2002. That went to straight-to-DVD? Yeah, it That's did. weird. So, they so couldn't William, find room in the theaters for The that. Santa Claus, too. <laughs> <laughs> William Shatner played the professor, and she was like a college student. She wanted to get straight A's. And she like no. was infatuated with the professor. Was there a sex scene with Mila Kunis and William Shatner? I believe so. I promise I you that never it. comes up in her interviews. No. She probably <laughs> says before every interview, like, don't you fucking dare bring up American <laughs> Psycho 2. <laughs> and me simulating sex yeah. with William Shatner. 90-year-old William Shatner's like, I don't remember the make of that yeah. movie. <laughs> Shatner's like, I think it's my finest work. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, and he instructs yeah. to make sure to bring it up yeah. in every single interview. I miss those direct-to-DVD. That, that was one those thing that so Netflix good. did really well um, when, when it first started streaming. When it first started streaming, like like 2012, 2013, they always brought those like D level movies that were kind of like the major motion picture blockbusters. Yeah. Like, remember Hansel uh, Hansel and Gretel, the um, Jeremy Renner and Famke Jansen, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I like that. Remember movie. that? Okay, I did. so there was there was a spinoff version, not a spinoff version, but like a, a B layer like movie that came out of that, mm-hmm. and then there was like a D level. And it somehow oh, yeah. got its way on a Netflix. And Eric Roberts was the principal of this school, mm-hmm. where where like 
if you're in these like wizardry and like witch bloodlines, you go to this school and they used the same B-roll on repeat. They had the same like eight background extras walking around. And it's not like and, and it's not like they were just, you know, you nondescript. Like this one dude had a giant afro and he would walk through one way and then seconds later he would walk through the same way again. <laughs> they were never it was at a school. They were never in a classroom. There were like six people around a tree at one point. The special effects were terrible. And then like one of the characters ended up uh, being in like X-Men, the um Days of Future Past or something oh, like, <laughs> like Boo Boo Stewart, Stewart or something, but like Eric Roberts clearly drunk, and then there's this there's this, tra- <laughs> there's so this training scene where they're training to like fight off the evil witch, and uh, who's like eating kids at the school. Yeah, um, and there's this scene where Eric Roberts reveals himself to be like this master, like wizard that trains these kids to fight off the evil witch, mm-hmm. and the training scene is him. Underhanding softballs at them, and they're just knocking them away. And like, you're ready to be a witch now. It's like, it's the fucking or a JV high Dude, school softball it's, player. Yeah. It, it's called uh, it's called Hansel and Gretel Warriors of Witchcraft, and I've watched it like five times. It is so bad. It's yeah. not on Netflix anymore. You can probably find it on YouTube at this yeah. point. So that's so that that is the exact <laughs> so opposite good. of a question I asked you earlier about. <laughs> hey man, when it's really rough, do you have to really commit to it? Because there's no fucking way an actor that's in Tremors 4 <laughs> is sitting there acting out this death scene just like they're just like, I gotta fucking pay my rent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's wasted. Like, yeah. he has to be. He uh-huh. just, like, pops around a corner, and he's like, oh, 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 no. and then it just You, you can tell he read scene. the script and saw the budget. He's like, I'll do it for 20 grand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> I need this. They're yeah. like, four. He's like, done. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually, I, I forgot what movie it was. There's a really, it's a D, it's, again, it's one of those D movies. It's just Mike Epps. <laughs> okay. And it's so, he plays a small fucking role. You know they give him a bunch of money to play a small role. And the end credits is just all of his outtakes <laughs> and he's in the movie for like three fucking yeah. minutes and uh, the end is just everyone laughing at Mike Epps I'm like yeah this is like you know they really like tried to get a buck for their dollar on Mike Epps just being in this movie and it's it was a bad movie it was so bad but how great is it when you come across that like third or fourth sequel and it's like so, like I've seen Major League Three back to the minors probably ten times. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. It's so bad that they even have to like kind of fake. They couldn't even find actors good enough to hit a fucking baseball realistically. <laughs> where when they would show scenes where someone would get a hit, clearly someone like sketched it in there as the ball's coming to the plate, <laughs> and they're like, "Me." <laughs> and it's so funny to me. And they bring back. They're still. They you know they bring back a lot of the guys that were in like. A, like Serrano was in it. Clearly, he fell in hard times. Right, right. Uh, this is before Allstate. Way yeah. before. He was not yeah. in good hands. That's why he actually had to get insurance. And then they're like, because of you know these bad movies, and like you could probably talk about insurance. It's like I'll talk about anything. Yeah. Just don't, I just don't want to be in Major League Four. Right, right. And then he became the president. So yeah. yeah. Scott Bakula was in yeah. it of. Uh, uh, Quantum Leap fame was Wesley, was Wesley Snipes in it? No, couldn't get him. Weird. <laughs> yeah. At yeah. the time, I really thought they could have. Because yeah. <laughs> he was going through he some tech shit. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Blade and Major League Three. Which am I going to pick up? <laughs> yeah. God, no. It was way after Blade. I think Blade was already done. Yeah. I think he was already. Blade was like ninety six. Predisposed. Yeah. yeah. But those. Were- <laughs> <laughs> those, those yeah. man. I love some of those. Some of those, those sequels are, are just—they're beautiful. 
because they're so like you know like you you could even see by the trailer like because they're all on netflix you 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 said earlier a lot of the b movies are netflix like netflix just took over b movies and they kind of just try to sell it by the title and i feel like a lot of young people they hide the number they don't yeah i I feel like a lot of teenagers don't they don't know what b movies were on dvd no like those bad american pies (laughs) like like they don't know what those are so they see a patriot cake yeah (laughs) (laughs) schindler's list four quickening yeah more rain <laughs> Titanic 2. Jesus Christ, look out. Yeah, <laughs> Titanic 2. We're doing this again. Yeah, but Jurassic no, Park, The Lost World. <laughs> oh, wait. Just a normal No, that's movie. just yeah, a yeah. bad, good movie. <laughs> that's just another one. Like, really? Yeah. How do you guys keep fucking yeah, this up? No, Jurassic but, Park 3 was rough, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of kids don't know, like, what those bad movies are. But but it, that, that's, like, one of those never-ending things. Like, everyone hits puberty. Everyone gets to a fight with their parents. Everyone gets high expectations, but then they realize it's a B movie. <laughs> like that's a realistic thing that everyone goes to. And I'm happy that Netflix kind of took the mantle. They're like, yeah, we're gonna sell this movie. We bought the rights to it. We're gonna make a really fucking well, shitty movie. I, I, I think that's why that's why there's so many people that become actors and actresses. They're watching fucking Troll Four. It's like, I can do that. <laughs> I'd be huge. Yeah. I would have been in Troll Two. Troll Two is fucking awesome though. We can't lie. <laughs> It's the best worst movie ever made. They made a documentary about a bad movie. <laughs> that's, how, that's how good it is. Uh, they're gonna be on the fifth one. I gotta replace Justin Timberlake with Chris Kirkpatrick, <laughs> and he would welcome the role because he's yeah. an artist. I would. There are no him. small roles. Do you need me to wear the sunglasses still, or can I take those off? <laughs> can I wear the jacket I put on? Wait, yeah. I don't look like a boy bander anymore. <laughs> Back to boy bands, man. That's yeah, full fucking full circle. circle. That's right, man. <laughs> the bookend, man. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. It's like you just gotta lean into the fact that if you're making a bad movie, you gotta make it so bad that people talk about it on podcasts like you know what i mean there are a lot of podcasts yeah it's it's either gonna be a great movie or we're gonna it's yeah it's gonna be there's gonna be an entire series of a podcast and then maybe they're just like hey man this is the one that's gonna be so fucking bad it's gonna be hilarious it'll be a cult classic and then i'm gonna start getting worse the roles that i deserve (laughs) because i've seen some horrible ones that i just couldn't take my eyes off of tommy wiseau the Room is fantastic. The Room, the room is. is awesome. Have you, guys, the, have the you ever seen that in theaters? No, not in theaters. No. The, there's a theater on the east side. Yeah. Cedar uh, Lee does Cedar it. Lee. Yeah. Cedar Lee. I yeah. watched it. That's the first time I ever saw The Room. I yeah. saw it in theaters. Oh, it's Where people like throwing spoons and shit. It's uh, like I want to go back and watch it. It's, it's such an experience. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you should do that. It's probably back open. So, like a, that's that, that is. I mean, the, in the first time I saw that. Because we were going to watch the uh, the disaster artist, mm-hmm. and my wife's like, nah, and and I'm not, and we did do this. We watched it on our TV upstairs on YouTube because we couldn't find it anywhere else. The disaster artist. My or wife's the room? like the room. My okay. wife's like, there's no fucking way this is not on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> and it's there. It's like twelve in twelve different places, all for free. Sure. <laughs> we're like twenty minutes into it. I'm like. What the fuck am I watching here? This yeah. is horrible. Was this shot on an iPhone before iPhones were made? Like, this is terrible. And he like, walks out. He's like, I can't believe this. Lisa, I didn't do it. Hi, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's a legit. Yeah, yeah. And then he would just yeah. walk off. And oh, I was yeah. like, this is, I feel like I'm not in on the you joke. And she's yeah. like, that's the, mm-hmm. that's the reason the disaster artists exist. Because <laughs> yeah. this guy just... The best part about yeah. that, too, even in today's day and age, no one knows how old he actually is. No one knows where the fuck he's from. No one knows where his money comes from. It's incredible. This guy's like a fucking ninja. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's some. Yeah, you don't. It's better not to ask questions and just enjoy. Just his enjoy art. it, man. Uh-huh. Just, yeah. enjoy just it. like comedy sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that dude's hilarious, but I feel like he's been through some things. Yeah, uh, there might be a literal body yeah. in his the, closet. The worst is after a set if someone's like someone walks up to you. That's really funny. Hey, was that story real? And then a to either tell them it was real and it fucks them up, or b to tell them that you just made it up. <laughs> it's I either way, it's so disappointing. That's why I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. It's art subjective. Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to give you a look behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's cancer, you should come clean about yeah, that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that a real story? Yes. Yeah. 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 No, no, I did not fuck my mom. It's just a really funny yeah. bit. <laughs> no. We had a couple awkward sexual encounters, but we never went all the way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she had to show me things, and then I was so young. I got bored. Yeah. I, <laughs> look, I dated someone that looked like you once, Mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was dealing with stuff. 16 was a weird year. Yeah. <laughs> So it's thirty-one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So where can we find your podcast? Oh, you can find it everywhere. You can find podcasts. You can't laugh at that. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. You can't laugh pod. Uh, we're on Facebook. I post shit on my own Instagram. I should probably get an Instagram for the podcast. You totally like, should. It, but it's like so. Ma- I have so many social media accounts. It's like, it's it. It's a full-time job doing social media. A comic came up to me the other day and was like, hey, do you want to do social media for our podcast? And I was like, dude, I get like four likes on shit. (laughs) (laughs) There's somebody that can at least get six. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's take it to the next level. Someone get a six I appreciate. I appreciate the fact that you think that I, (laughs) you know. But but I do post every day. And, you know, I mean... Yeah, you yeah, gotta go. You got a really there. good podcast. It really does. It, it is good. Honestly, good. I, I really do encourage anyone that's listening to, to, to check it out. Especially if you're, I, I, I feel like a lot of comics do listen to that. Just, to, just to have that, even kind of internal debate with them as they're listening. Because I do that and other things that I like am kind of into. Like I'm hearing people like a podcast or an interview discussion. I'll just start to be like, oh, I, no, no. Or like, yes, he gets it. Stuff like that. Yeah. I, I feel like comics probably get into that too. Yeah, and it's also really, yeah, it's mm-hmm. also really interesting for someone who's not a comic to understand the entire thought process in terms of even just, even just examining one joke mm-hmm. about, you know, like when you start thinking about why a joke gets tweaked, why it gets thrown out, why you just stop doing it all together, why you're changing the premise or changing like that one line or the pause or all those things. Right. It's really interesting to hear those things. Cause I don't think a lot of people understand kind of what goes into what you guys do and what, I mean, especially what goes into seven minutes, mm-hmm. which yeah. everyone's like, seven minutes, that's nothing. Seven minutes is an eternity, I imagine, when you're on stage. Yeah. Especially when you don't have any Depends material. On, yeah. Especially when <laughs> if you have good material, it lasts a little long. Like you're like, okay, it's still around this time, but if you only have like one joke that you want to perfect, yeah. and you do that time, it's still, it's never like too short. Sometimes it's too short, but mm. sometimes it is too long. You're like, mm. fuck. <laughs> well, that's, that, that's the interesting part about your podcast is how you, you dig into those those things and you do it in a very casual and yet like kind of structured manner it's 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 interesting it really is it, it's just like uh, i look at it as just getting on stage you know each episode i feel like we get better in some way yeah um yeah I, and and you know time is subjective when you get on stage too i did an 11 minute set last night he lit me at 10 minutes and i was like well, i'm getting the light early because like I, I, it only felt like seven minutes when he yeah, lit yeah. me, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And I looked at my my uh, recording, and I was like, "Oh, I've gone for eleven minutes, all mm-hmm. right." Um, but yeah, no, it's it's we, we the the podcast itself, just exploring why things are funny, you know, like yeah. why it's okay to laugh at it, yeah. why you know, even though you may not have experienced that exact situation yourself, 
it's okay to laugh when you do eventually, or um, if there's something similar that you can liken it to, you know? Yeah. Well, especially in, you know, not, and not to like get on like a cancer culture ramp, but I mean, that, that, that seems like a, a weekly debate about something else that comes up, not even necessarily about comics or comedy in general, but I mean, I think the more common thing now is revisiting things that are mm-hmm. 20 years old Yeah. and no, saying, no. here's the problem yeah. with this. Like, Hey man, th- that may be a problem now, but it was 20 years ago. They had no idea what you were talking about. 20 years later. Yeah. Do you remember he, back then people were like, you're a gay wad. Well, yeah. Like, what is that? You know? Yeah. yeah. Everyone was gay. Go watch yeah. three episodes of Friends. They make 25 gay jokes. Yeah. And none of them have any context. They're all just slurs. Yeah. 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 And nobody knew any better. You yeah. know, it's one of those things. You don't know what you don't know. And yeah. uh, you can't, you can't judge somebody for that. Yeah. yeah. It is offensive now, but it wasn't offensive. Right. Then. You got to be able so, to grow from and that. And that's shit. okay. Yeah. Because everyone grows. And Kevin Hart said that when he got, he's like, I'm just here to fucking grow. He said yeah. it in sets before. Right. And this, this like what you've never done something you regret get out of here yeah you know? that's the I, honestly that's one of my favorite parts of when you cater to the mob and then the mob comes for you the the, the one that i remember specifically and it was, it's you couldn't have written it better it was an editor for like vogue or something like that someone found now granted i went back and read her tweets i was like i don't give a fuck how old you are these oh, are this bad. is recent this is yeah, oh, this, yeah. this is within the last six months i, yeah. I think yeah and uh Found her tweets and initially I was I couldn't find her tweets anywhere because they've been taken down I couldn't find them sure. and like some 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 anti whatever I think they were anti Asian I think that is what they were which I was immediately like oh who cares but like full <laughs> circle to kill Tony that's right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah somebody uh uh someone had dug up some old tweets from I mean she might have been seventeen at the time uh and uh, somebody that worked at I think I think it was Vogue or one of those magazines. Who, who was a, a prominent, like, just like, yeah, 100%, we got to get rid of her. She can't be here, can't be here. Like a week later, someone dug up one of theirs and it was just as bad. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of those things like, hey, man, that's, and the key came on. He's like, I'm young. I'm like, that's exactly what she said. You can't use the same <laughs> <No>. one. <laughs> You're stealing your bit. Joke theft. Now, I, I, I mean, I finally found them and I read them and I was like, uh, yeah. But when you're even, 17, even you when you, shit. I know, but mm-hmm. even at 17, some of these things, I'm like, oh, shit. I yeah. never would even thought to say. They were pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How but, dare you not account for the fact that coronavirus is causing... And it's like, yo, oh, I wrote yeah. these in 2010. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is what it was. It was like yeah. 2009, you yeah. know? That's Stupid, how it is. Man. I wrote a... Uh, <laughs> I wrote a... One of my very first sketches I ever wrote was called The Rape Flare. <laughs> not good not good in hindsight i was so proud of it or i was so proud of it back then <laughs> but in hindsight i was like oh good thing this never saw the light yeah. of day you're like it's written so well <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote it i took it, it speaks to, volumes i took it to yeah. a table read and everybody was like we're probably not going to include this <laughs> yeah, yeah. and i was like but it's not making fun of the thing it's making fun of american mm-hmm. uh you know capitalizing off the the, the consumer economy yeah you know, there's a product and for they're that. all like we don't like to think about jokes that much yeah we need to just uh Keep it on the surface. Yeah, and I, I, and I wasn't good enough at that point. And it's funny because I was like, oh, I've never written a rape joke. And I found that script and I was like, crinkle, crinkle, garbage. <laughs> one day, one day the world is going to see that uh, perfected and uh, the world uh, can laugh at that. <laughs> or one day someone, uh, you know, you're going to be, you know, really, really never. successful. And, uh, <laughs> someone's going to dig up this podcast and never. turn out that you did that. You Dude, actually and, can't and, laugh at that. I, 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 and uh, that's one of those things. That's I thought it writing. was funny at the yeah. time. Yeah. And uh, and in hindsight, it's obviously not because I back then I didn't have empathy for people. 
I didn't care. You like, just thought I was, something was funny. And yeah, you, I was, I'm going to make people laugh. And, and well, I like, sound like this. I'm David. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that's become like a weird voice for like old you is like, oh, I'm David. Now you're like, I'm David. Yeah. <laughs> I'm David as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from? Copley, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> On a green lily pad. <laughs> I yeah. forgot you're from Copley. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But no, yeah, the, your podcast is... Uh, it's very. It's, it's really. Ins- <laughs> it's really insightful. Thanks, man. I will yeah. say this is how I'll, I'll, I'll end it too because this did happen. So you were at the first guiltless uh, uh, comedy show that we did at Bottle House. Yeah. And I remember this vividly because this really threw me off. My mom came to the show. My mom walked by me and hugged you. <laughs> <laughs> and then she looks at me. She goes, "Hey, Joe." I'm like, "What are you?" Why are you hugging one of the comics? She knows you. I she was, knows your family. Uh, my performance was transcendent. We're going to edit what you just said out. It was so <laughs> to good. To be fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you had just kind of gotten off stage. And I was just like, I mean, it was good. Yeah. But you walked by your son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turns out she knows you and she knows your yeah. family. Yeah. And that yeah, really threw me B. off. Yeah, yeah. She, that threw me off. She didn't tell me that. Yeah. She's like, oh, I know him. And then walked away. I'm like, I need more information. Cliffhanger. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah. Small ass world in Northeast Ohio. I was way too small. You coached my brother at baseball for like a yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, Like back at St. Hillary. And, so and I didn't put so that together. Cool. So like Horning. I'm like, Horning? What? Oh, shit. Brian Horning. Yeah. 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 That's right. That is. I coached his brother. The only Brian's name is Horning. He <laughs> must be horny. If he steals that joke, I swear to God. <laughs> it's my bit. My bit. <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, uh, definitely check out You Can't Laugh at That. Uh... Find David on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, I'm the David shit. Horning on Twitter and, right. and Instagram. I need more followers, man. I'm follow like, him. Yeah, well, we'll yeah. get you a couple now, hopefully. So yeah. who knows? Stalk me. Follow me to my shows. Follow me to my house, whatever. Mm-hmm. To his I car. do shows at my house sometimes. He does. <laughs> those are, I hope those come back. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, my, my old roommates uh, move it out. He may... Uh, he may uh, invest in doing another one. So. Ooh. But I've got a couple of lo- lo- local things coming up yeah, that are in the works. So, Well, follow them to so. figure out. Yeah, right, right. I'm not going to tell you what they are yet because they're not set in stone, but I've got a couple cool venues on the on the, uh, on the the low. Maybe get some six courses of comedy back. Yeah. Nice. Now oh, you have yeah. to follow them. Yeah, yeah. And since it's nice, so maybe, we'll, maybe we'll, you can start doing like the, the, the pop-up Cleveland shows. We'll yeah. do one in the backyard here. Yeah, we're gonna try try the pyramid scheme one again. Yeah. <laughs> it'll work. But we're actually gonna we just gotta to change the name, the yeah. pyramid scheme. No, and yeah. we're gonna try to sell something this time. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We put, just put labels on random. Shit. I had a bag of AA batteries, and I printed out these like logos for Thriveangle, and I put them on. Straight up gave people batteries. <laughs> There's a mouse trap with it. Like we were, <laughs> we were. What are you selling? These things. <laughs> They're things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have stayed throughout the rest of that. Even my wife was just yeah. like, this is fucking stupid. I'm like, no, I need to see where this yeah. goes. Yeah. Man, yeah. We're either going to buy something or these guys are fucking geniuses. Yeah. We, we did bail, but... Uh, it had to. Yeah. Well, right. check check David out and everything. Yeah. You can't laugh at that. Uh, the David Horning on Twitter. David Horning on Instagram. No, the David Horning. The David Horning yeah. on both of them. And follow me, the Brian Sternick on everything. Funny bus. Funny Bus. I'm going to be doing Funny Bus. Go to funnybus.net. Get some tickets. Figure out what dates I'm working. If you have any questions, follow me and ask me. And uh, yas. 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 And uh, 
this is all I do, so there's nothing else to follow. So, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, you could come to my house and pet my dog. Yeah. <laughs> you can follow me at like work, but I work from home, so yeah. it's weird. Uh, and then, yeah, definitely check out uh, the other uh, guests we've had. Uh, just did Lindsay Smith from Flight Cleave, and that was awesome. Mm-hmm. We just released uh, Stephanie Haney from WKYC. This is episode 99. This is episode 99. And oh, number, hell yeah. Number 100 is Andre Knott. From uh, well, my childhood, but Andre, also from not ESPN. me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is Sorry, our we, we needed to get to a hundred. We needed to ninety nine. So yeah. we really appreciate. This it. This is yeah. our Wayne Gretzky episode. Yeah, yeah. you missed ninety nine percent. You're of the this. anchor. <laughs> you don't take. Do stand up. <laughs> we need to get to a hundred. You're the anchor baby of our podcast. Getting to a hundred. We need to get to ninety nine. We're gonna party like it's episode ninety nine. There you go. <laughs> that means I need more beer. Yeah, and we need dial up. <laughs> We'll get you another. Goodbye. We'll get you another beer, and then we'll <laughs> post this. But yeah, everyone, check everybody. Uh, check everyone out. Whatever. I don't fucking care. <laughs> Shut it. Goodbye. Down. <laughs>